content warning. This podcast contains coarse language and cheeky themes. So if you've got kids in the car, colleagues in the office, or a nonna in the kitchen, chuck some headphones in. Who the bloody hell are we? Conversations about immigration and culture in Australia with your hosts, Mel and Sonia. Hello and welcome listeners to Who the Bloody Hell Are We? I'm Sonia Diorio and joining me once again is my co-host, Melissa Viola. Melissa Viola. Hi, Melissa Sonia. Viola. Hi. Sorry, I stumbled over your name no, just cute. then. You're trying I to make apologize. it sexier. I dig it. I, you've got a bigger task ahead with our guest's surname, pronouncing that. Get so ready. I hope you don't stumble. This week we have David Kutsuridis. Oh, yeah. Nailed it. Look at that spicy. She knows what she's doing. You got it. David is a comedy writer currently working for the project and has worked on shows such as Hard Quiz and Saturday Night Rove. He is interned in the US with the Conan O'Brien show, Funny or Die and Judd Apatow. Oof. And he's performed very funny and personal stories at the Moth. Please welcome David. Hi, David. Oh, Hi. Oh, now, thanks so much for having me. Uh, thanks for joining us. I know you because um, we're we work. Friends. Yeah, we, we're <laughs> friends, not just work friends. No. But we do work at the project together, writing. As friends and colleagues. As friends and colleagues. Yeah. I am going to be so much more intimidated by you at work now because I did know that you had had a lot of experiences uh, like work experiences, work experience but hearing that, <laughs> <also>. <laughs> yeah, but hearing your like bio all mm-hmm. in a row, and how old are you? Twenty-seven. Oh fucking hell! <laughs> now I'm like, oh my gosh, that is a lot of stuff that you've I done. I crammed a lot in early, and yeah. it's all downhill from here. Yeah. Um, well, we'll see. I have high hopes for you, but you have had such an interesting uh, work background, and you also have a very interesting cultural background, right? Um, your father is Greek, correct? He is. Yes. Yes. And yes, yes. Um, did he immigrate to Australia from Greece? Yes. Yeah, so he's. Yep. Parents came, so his father came first. My mm-hmm. people came first to Australia from, they're from uh, Florina, which is northern Greece. Um, he came first to like scout it out. Yep. And, you know, just in case it was like a dump. Dud. To <laughs> sus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then he decided after like a couple years, I think it was, that it wasn't a yep. dump. I don't know why it took him so long to realize it wasn't a dump. <laughs> I think he was probably having too much of a good time and was like, I'll just stay a bit longer <laughs> without my at the family. Pub. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then, um, and then he was like, "Yeah, all right, come over. I'm ready yeah. for you." Yeah. Well, that's and a very common story. My nonna did that as well. He was here for by he himself for nine years. Oh my god. Yeah. So my nonna and my dad were back in Italy, and um, after I'm not sure why it took him nine yeah. years. It's a weird. <laughs> Maybe he just wanted some right time right. away. That's a, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, he moved to Australia. Thought it was a great place to raise a family. Yep. And then invited your uh, grandmother. Yep, and, and your dad, uh, my dad and my dad's brother as well. Mm-hmm. And they all came. It'd be terrible if they left my dad's brother <laughs> as a child. <laughs> they all came together. So it was the four of them. The four of them. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so my my papa got sponsored by his sister to come, and then so oh, right. and then my papa brought the whole family over. Yeah, great. Um, yeah. And um, your mother is from France. Born and raised in France. This Born is a bit complicated, but yeah, it's not that complicated, but it's sort of a contentious issue within my family. Born and raised in France. Yes. Of Italian background. Right. Ooh. However, as I spoke to her on the phone last night, she does not identify as Italian, yet her siblings do. Right. Is so she the youngest? She is not the youngest. Oh, okay. She's one like... of eight siblings. So. Oh. I don't know where she falls in there, to be honest. Can I ask, were some of her siblings born in Italy and some of them born in France? And that's why... All born in France. Oh, born okay, in France. that's interesting. Yeah. Does she identify as French? As French, yes. Right. French Australian? Or French. just French? French. She's made that very <laughs> French, clear. French, French. Oh, yeah. wow. She's made it very clear to me throughout the years. It's French. So did she right. move with her family from France to Australia or she... Is she the only one here? No, no, no. So her, just her direct family, but they did not have any extended relatives that ha- had already been here. So they wow. just moved, and so she sort of resented it. I think that my that her dad had moved the whole family over without knowing anyone here. Right. Well, it sounds like she does love France so much. <laughs> she loves it too much. She opened a French perfumery a few years ago. Really? She doesn't have the business anymore, but uh, definitely. French-ness she wanted to reminisce a big part of her life. the smells, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so she came over here at what age? She was 
12. Wow. Okay. And then, so her parents were Italian and moved to France and then had kids in France. Yes. Okay. But they were teenagers. I think they were like 17, 18 when they moved from Italy to France. Oh. But uh, her, so your nonna and nonno, yeah. you have a, they definitely identify as Italian, right? Yes. Do they? And yes. are they yes. your nonna and nonno, or what's the French version of nonna and nonno? Well, yeah, so uh, it is, no, I call her nonna. Yeah. Um, but then my mum was telling me that they all called, like, their own grandma, grand-mère. So oh. I think the nonna thing came about from her siblings, I think, because they all started, like, her sisters had children first, and then they started calling her nonna. And then we just ended up calling her nonna too. Rather than the French Rather version. Rather than the French yeah, version. Yeah, right. Do you, okay. s- excuse me, do you speak French? I knew this question was going to come up. Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay, do you speak Italian? I tried Italian? so hard. I don't speak anything but English. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> just to cancel out all the other options you're going to throw at me. No, no, no. <laughs> I just, German? I'm a little bit like <laughs> German, I do. No, I don't. <laughs> no. To be honest with you, I take that, I, I cuss, oh, I speak terrible Italian, so it's fine. Sonia well, is like, yeah. ugh, over here with her beautiful dialect, whatever. I'm sure I heard. But yeah, but David has three to choose yeah, from. <laughs> you're making me feel a little and bit better And I haven't chosen myself. any of them. I did go to Greek school to try and learn the language. So my dad taught my brother and sister how to speak Greek. But when it got to me, I think he just sort of gave up. (laughs) (laughs) How successful were they in speaking Greek? Fluent. They can speak fluent Greek. Oh, wow. And why did he give up? I don't know. I think he just, like, life took hold. Two is enough. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Two or three ain't bad. I can't even communicate with my ear. Like, I can't. Like, I went to her house, like, a few months ago to visit her. And I never visited her, like, on my own, but I decided to. And it was the most awkward experience of my life. It was just me and her. Right. And we couldn't communicate. We had nothing to say. And then in the, at the end she was like, she can sort of speak broken English, but it's not great. Mm. And then she was saying, like, next time come with your father. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah, it was just it was awful. Like I felt. That would be so difficult because neither of my nonnas can speak English. Mm. Uh, they can say maybe words here and there, but yeah. not sentences. Not sentences. And, I mean, one of them's. Been been here for over fifty years, mm. but I mean, they never went to school. They never, you know, learnt to read or write as thoroughly as we did. Yeah. So for us, if we went to a different country with a different language, probably in a few months, we'd be able to pick something up and we'd be able to learn the language. But even if, even though they've lived here for so long, people don't quite understand how they wouldn't be able to pick it up. But it's a different generation, you know, not knowing how to comprehensively read and write in their own language, let alone English. And also they had a community around them who spoke Italian. Yeah. You know? That was definitely my year's case. Like she did not, like she moved to Thomastown, surrounded by Greek people, hung around Greek people, did not not need to learn English. No. Does she drive? Does not drive. Yeah. Yeah. My babu used to drive. Yeah. And he was notorious for parking in bus stops. (laughs) (laughs) Because <laughs> he thought it was like a very convenient car space that was not being utilised by the community. They're always available. What are you going to do? Always available. <laughs> does sound pretty convenient. So his car was constantly being towed. <laughs> okay, so you can't speak Greek now, but when did you? When were you put into Greek school? I was put into Greek school when I was about 11, 12, and it was very late to start because I did not speak any Greek, so they put me in the beginner class with all the to- – like, I'm not kidding, like, actual toddlers, oh. like five, six, tiny children, who actually did speak fluent <laughs> Greek <laughs> somehow. So I was this huge kid. I was also, like, quite chubby, so I was, like, massive in, in a class full of children. Oh, wow. And I felt like such a dumbo. And then the teacher was not translating anything into English for me because she didn't – for for 99% of the class – she just spoke Greek. Everyone caught on. Everyone was fine. And I just got incredibly left behind. And then it made me feel worse because when it came time for recess, she would tell the other kids, now make sure you, you include David in all oh, your ball games. Oh, my God. And I was like, oh, no, I don't, I don't want to play ball games oh with five-year-olds. No. I'm 12. <laughs> so it was humiliating and it just sort of put me off wanting to learn. That is so incredibly endearing. Like, I want to go back in time and just, like, squish your face. That is so cute. <laughs> yeah, but that would be such a difficult environment to learn in. So difficult. Yeah, no, I didn't learn anything. So you didn't pick up any words? No, I had my graduation at the end of the year. Like, you meant to, like, recite a poem, a Greek poem. The teacher basically wrote it for me. I had no idea what I was saying. 
I could pronounce the letters. Like I was able to like enunciate. Yeah. But I didn't know what I was saying. And then like I had to also like do a Greek dance in front of my parents. <laughs> Did you nail the dance though? I nailed the dance. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But I mean uh, Greek, Italian, French background. That's incredible. I guess the most important question is what do you eat for Christmas? Okay. Mm. So on my mum's side it's very Aussie, but it's got a bit of like Italian. Like we do lasagna. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a bit of Italian. <laughs> That's pretty much Italian. The most Italian you can get. Yeah. Uh, we don't do la bouche. La bouche? La bouche. I don't see. I can't speak French. <laughs> it's um, it's a, like a log cake. Sounds better than it. Is that it, specifically it Christmas it cake? It's a Christmas specific French cake, okay. but we don't we don't do that. We do like yeah, ro- like a roast or yeah, we're pretty yeah, pretty generic. But then on my dad's side. They go all out. They've got the spit. My uh, makes, you know, all this Greek food that I can't pronounce. <laughs> it's impressive. So I was chatting to my mum on the phone last night and she was just telling me about her upbringing in France. And I thought this was so funny. She said that as a child, like it was a Christmas tradition, like when you're at school, you'd be, before you're visited by St. Nicholas, you're visited by this evil Santa character. Uh-huh. His name was Pefuta and he was like a man in a cloak, like in a black cloak and he had this huge black hat and his face was covered in cloth except his two two holes for his eyes and he'd hold, he was holding a whip. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So Pefuta translates to Father Whipper. <laughs> <laughs> Which sounds like an ice cream company name. Yeah. Um, oh, does it? It sounds like. Doesn't a, it? He sounds like a sexy grim reaper. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say some like sexy dom vibes. Oh, yeah. I mean, I did just clap out of excitement from that. <laughs> but so, what happens? So Father Whipple would come to the class. So they would all be sitting there, and the teacher would say, "All right, now be on your best behavior because Peffelta is coming." <gasps> and my mum said one year. When the teacher said, don't look, she looked and outside the window, she just saw the top of his hat going past the window and she was petrified. And then he came in the classroom and like, so the idea is like, if you've been naughty, he's going to like take you out and punish you. And so he'd like do a lap of the classroom and like, if no kids were naughty, he would just leave. And so he came in, do a scout and then... Obviously, he didn't take a child because that would be really messed up. <laughs> <laughs> Taking the tradition too far. Too far, too far. Um, and then he'd leave. But it was just such a weird, such a weird, a weird character to have. Like, I feel like there's a lot of European countries with those sinister Christmas characters. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I know um, in Austria they have the Krampus, mm-hmm. who yes. is absolutely terrifying, and yes. I think the tradition there is beats children in yeah. the street. Um, in Italy, there's La Befana. La Befana. Yeah, she's so scary. So, She'll come is, on the 6th of January. Yeah. Oh, it's a lady. Yeah, yeah she's a witch. Yeah, she's, she's a, a witch. witch. She has a broomstick. Yeah. Oh she's God. got like yep. a big crooked nose. She looks like a witch. She yep. looks like her face in all of the illustrations looks like a potato, really, which is so just great. She's like a big gnocchi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it is interesting, all those sinister yeah. characters around Christmas. Well, I Googled it after she mentioned it to me. Mm. And the definition was like, like something like an evil like Christmas character, and it it said he is known for distributing coals and beatings. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow! Well, it's almost like a lot of these countries were Catholic Christian countries. Mm. Wasn't the fear of God enough? Yeah, like, I guess wasn't not. all that guilt and all those, Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, La Befana gave out coals she as did, well yeah. to children who and were naughty. Beatings? I don't think so. It's just, mm. yeah, I'm yeah, good. Coal. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think she gave gifts as well. Maybe I could be wrong. She's kind of like The Santa. coal was the gift. <laughs> <laughs> did you, and then St. Nicholas came after she visited? No, no. she came because uh, she came on January 6th. You can't even enjoy Christmas knowing that she's coming. Yeah, At least do it before Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah cr- I'm just really interested in how 
terrifying Christmas would be for a lot of European children. Yeah, if the tradition still happens today, which I feel like it probably would. Yeah. Um, do you have you ever felt culturally pulled in one direction or yes, another? Hundred percent pulled right. in more Greek. Right. But I think that's because it was just an, a more overpowering culture. <laughs> <laughs> Not in a bad way. It's just like it's very I think because my mum came from a like the Italian was never big, the French wasn't really ever big. So then when she married my dad, my dad's family had a very specific, clear culture. And also they were very interested in passing that along. Yeah. <laughs> and also your surname is Kutsuridis. Yes, like... it's Greek. I mean, my name's Frank. I don't know how that works. Frank. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, so that's the Italian part. <laughs> that's the Italian part, yeah. Frank is very Italian. <laughs> yeah. David, I'm not too sure. Well, uh, so this was a contentious issue when my mum gave birth to me. Um, <laughs> when I was birthed. There's a lot of contention in the hospital ward. <laughs> when I was birthed, um, my dad's family came in the room and they're like, what are you going to name the child? Not not during labour. It was after labour. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah, just to be clear. <laughs> Push. <laughs> What's the name? Push. Breathe. Um, so they said, well, you should, you need to call it George. You need to call your son George. Right. Because I think, yeah, my, my yaya's dad's name was George. So it was like tradition, you have to call him George. And my mum was like, no, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing that. Um, but she didn't say that she had already decided on a name. And so when they called me David, my yaya apparently goes, What's his name, David? Never heard that, David. <laughs> David, David, what is this? Yeah, but I can understand that's quite contentious because it is uh, culturally, mm. for Greek people, you name it after your papu, right? Yes. So I mean, I know someone who's got like 10 cousins named George because they're yeah. all named after oh, the papu. I would have been the 12th George Kutsaridis. Yeah, like, how do you tell them apart? You By face, I think. Yeah, by like face. Like you can't, in a yellow pages, you'd be pretty screwed. Um, so how many siblings do you have? Are you the firstborn? In your family? No, so I'm well. I'm the youngest. I have an older sister and an older brother as well. Oh, so was he not supposed to be named George? He, yeah, they had the, my yeah tried <laughs> so <laughs> for <many> every child. <laughs> yeah, so I was like the last, her last oh. hope. So she was really like giving it everything. To be fair, your mum had to push you out. She can choose a name. <laughs> yes, thank you. I agree with you. My f- brother was named after my grandfather. My grandfather's name is Felice in Italian, Lovely. and um, in English. I guess the translation is Felix. So, oh, Felix. Um, yeah, he's been called Felix. But it's also yeah. happy. Yeah, it means happy in, it- in Italian, but in English it just means Felix. And is Felix. he happy? <laughs> is, it, is he reflective? For, uh, my grandfather was, yeah, okay. definitely very Felice. Okay. I've had a lot of people mispronounce my name and misspell it. I get mm. mail with all kinds of spelling for my names because mm. it's Diorio, but there's a double I, yes. D-I and then a capital I. It weirds people out because it doesn't make sense. Two I's in a row. I assume you've probably had um, people having dic- difficulties pronounce your name? Yeah, especially like being like in primary school being called over the PA system. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was so humiliating. It was like, David Kudafides, come, come to the principal's office. <laughs> I thought that, I think that's a football player. Yeah, 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 yeah Anthony yeah. Kudafides played yeah. for Carlton yeah. and he also was um, like an endorser for the Savlaki Hut for a second, <laughs> yeah. which is a very important fact that I needed yes. to put in Yes, there. please. <laughs> so that was always a problem. And yeah, and just teachers like, they wouldn't even like, I think they just used to look at all the letters and just sort of give up. And right, just, just yeah. sort of like it was like became like a blurred word, and they just attempt it. But I don't know. For the most part, like now people are fine. But growing up was like not great. Yeah, or because I didn't have the confidence to correct them. Mm. Yeah. So you probably like me would have been one of those people who, if you had to um, say your name on the phone, you'd say Sonia Diorio, and then just immediately start spelling it. Yes. Right. Like D. <laughs> yeah. Like K for. Um, oh god, this is <laughs> ketamine. Oh god, this is not good. David uh, Kutsaridis, K for Kutsaridis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if yeah, that would have been a lot easier than the options that I choose. Yeah, because you have to go through like every freaking. Anyway, yes, it was it was an issue to spell over the phone. Yeah. Um, do you have a religion? Did you grow up religious, orthodox, or otherwise? 
Yeah, so we grew, I, I grew up Greek Orthodox. Mm-hmm. Um, so my dad, like, followed the tradition. He was not really a super traditional person, but he more, more had, like, the the values of the religion, if you know what I mean. And probably you are, like, pushing pretty hard, right? Yeah, like, she yeah. goes to church every morning. and Every, every morning. morning? Yeah, yeah, she's always at the church. Hoping it's on your it's just exploded. Really? Yeah, she's very – she reads the Bible every night before she goes to bed. Wait. There's a church every day. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Sonia. Yes. <laughs> the church is like open twenty four seven. I don't think they lock the doors. Oh, they do okay. lock doors. Sorry, do they I lock thought, doors? Yes. Okay, okay. I thought you meant like a mass every day, but she just goes. She just goes. To the she church. goes. She yeah, goes yeah. and prays. There, there yeah. ain't anything going on, but she goes to pray. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure at some point. There's I something mean, going God's on. never closed. Yeah, exactly. He's always around. I'm yeah. pretty sure you could find a mass every day. So you grew up. Greek Orthodox. So you're baptised? So this is where it gets complicated. <laughs> There's so many contentious so issues in your family. <laughs> no one's ever asked because I avoid talking about it because it's just it's a lot. There's a lot going on. So my yeah. So my brother and sister were both baptised Greek Orthodox, and then they tried getting into like private schools, and then my sister was rejected for not being baptised a Catholic. Mm. Right. So my dad went uh, went to take us all to get baptised Catholic. So I'm actually baptised Catholic. I was never baptised as a Greek Orthodox. <laughs> I have heard this, actually. I, uh, my ex-boyfriend, he was Greek, half Greek, and they lied and told his yaya that he was baptised Greek Orthodox, but he wasn't. He was just Catholic. Yeah. Uh, same thing, to get into school. Yeah, and like, my ER doesn't even know to this day. She doesn't know until she listens to this podcast because <laughs> she definitely knows how to access podcasts. Oh, wow. <laughs> None <laughs> listen to this podcast. So did what you go you? to Catholic school then? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Baptist, Baptist, Baptist. Oh. Baptist school. Wow, all this time I didn't know at work we're just a couple of Catholics hanging out yeah. in the room. <laughs> Got more in common than so I thought. So much. Yeah. So you have no ties to the Catholic Church uh, except that you were baptized, baptized into it. Baptized into it, have no connection to it, not really a religious person. Yeah. That's pretty wild. Except um, the law of attraction is like the closest I get to God. Yeah. Did you grow up, uh, <laughs> did you go to Greek church growing up though? Yes. Yeah, for like Easter, we did the midnight mass yeah. and all that. All that fun jazz. I was always jealous of Greek kids having two Easter's. Well, oh yeah, we did. sometimes, but good. sometimes it falls on the same. Every four years, Easter's, I think it falls yeah. on the same day. But what I what I have heard about Greek church, which is I I think the best thing about Greek church, is that unlike other mass where you go at the start of mass and you sit there for the whole time and then you leave when the priest says you can leave, you can come and go as you please. In Greek, in yeah. Yeah. In, in, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, not that we really did go to church that much. No, but it would be fine to go for just, like, the last five minutes. Sure. Yeah. Not, I feel like my ER would give you stink eye for it. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can if you want, I guess. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, and um, so we're not I, – I grew up Greek Orthodox, but, like, we're not super religious. So – is you have a culturally very mixed background. Mm-hmm. Um, you've said that your dad is very traditionally Greek. And you told a story last year in the moth about coming out to your family. Yes. How difficult was that? It was very difficult. Uh, for my mum, it was easier, which is like the, the story that I did at the moth was me coming out to my mum. I sort of avoided talking about my dad because it was such yeah. a hard thing to talk about even after I came out. Um, but my mum was very like, okay with it. She had sort of been hinting at it for so long. She would always tell me about, like, all these, like, homosexuals that she had met that day. And, like, she would say homosexual. I was like, Mum, you don't need to. She was really prodding (laughs) you. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think I used to talk about Ellen a lot and she just suspected. Um, Oh, my God. Talking about a lesbian. I was talking about a lesbian (laughs) all the time. Every second day, every second conversation I had with her was like, have you seen this video on Ellen? Ellen did this really great thing. She's like supporting the gorillas now. (laughs) Was that you prodding her or just generally loving Ellen? Generally loving Ellen. And I think think a part of me also was like, I want to see what her reaction is to me talking about a lesbian. Yeah. Because then I thought maybe if she's okay with her, well then I don't think maybe that wasn't a conscious decision that I was making. But I think at the back of my head I was like Let's testing see what the I, waters. Testing the waters, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
Um, so she was fine. I came out to her on Christmas Day. Right. Because I thought, you can't hate me on Christmas. No. <laughs> so I came out to her on Christmas Day and I just basically said, I know you've been hinting at it for a while. So I thought I'd just come out and say it. I'm, I'm gay. Well, I actually didn't say I was gay. I said I was bi because I thought it was like an easier bridge to cross. Yeah. And then I defined it by saying I like guys like most. M- most of that percentage is me liking guys. <laughs> How old were you? I came out a year a year ago, so I was like ah. 26. I was a yeah. late bloomer. Congratulations. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. I had um, gay brownies. Um, really? Well, as in like the day that I came out to – to my dad was also a day that I was working at the project. Were you there that day, Sonia? Yes. Yes, you were. Sorry, it's all a big blur. I was very, no, like, self-absorbed. No. That's fine. Um, oh, um, you have a right to be. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like it was quite a positive experience coming out to your mum. She, yeah, she was a bit like, oh, she wasn't sure if I was experimenting and I had to make it clear, like, I wouldn't come out to you. I wouldn't say anything if I was experimenting. This is like, something I'm sure of. This is something I'm absolutely sure of. Um, and then it wasn't until... And then I didn't think I would ever tell my dad. Right. I was convinced that I could live my life forever without him ever knowing. Yeah. I had this fantasy of me, me like, moving to Los Angeles and shacking up with a partner and, like, my dad never knowing. Wow. Um, Just sending him postcards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, here's me and my wife on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so how long after you told your mum did you tell your dad? Oh, probably six months maybe. Right. Oh, I mean, considering time. you were, like, never going to tell them, six months is not a long time. Yeah. Well, I went to, like, a motivational seminar and then that sort of cleared up a lot of stuff for me. And then I decided that if I did the scariest thing I could ever do, which was skydiving for me, I thought, then if I can do that, then I can come out to him. And so I booked in a skydiving <laughs> Wow. A skydiving, it's not a lesson, what do you call it? Event? <laughs> skydiving experience? Experience, yeah. thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Booked a skydiving experience in and uh, I jumped out of a plane that was 14,000 feet high and I thought, okay, well, if I can do that, then I can come out to my dad. Yeah. And then I did that, everything was fine. And I thought if I died, then it would be a win-win anyway. So <laughs> oh. I, wouldn't have to, I wouldn't have to come out. <laughs> So I was like, okay, um, there's a there's a positive, whatever happens. Um. <laughs> so what was your biggest fear coming out to your dad? I think it was just him. I guess rejecting me. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, I was like, I thought that maybe he'd be like, I didn't think he would disown me, but I just thought that he would be upset, be really upset, mm-hmm. and not want to ever talk about it again, and be like, just. F- forget this ever happened and that would be like me not still not being able to live my truth. If, totally. Hmm. That'd be so rough. And there are some families that that that, that has happened to, so like I'm very conscious Absolutely. of that as well. So how did he react? So I had booked in a brunch for us and then I arrived like half an hour early and I had notes and everything. I was like, okay, these are the points that I need to make. And I was so, so worried and I got there early and I said to the lady, oh, I've made a book in. And she pointed to a table that we were going to sit at and it was wedged between two couples. And I said to her, do you have anything more private? Because I don't want to I don't want to sit there. Yeah. She didn't know why. She was like, yeah, yeah, okay, we have this table. So it was like a, a corner table. And so I sat there and I got there early. And um, then my dad arrived and stuff. And we just spoke about other stuff and I just couldn't bring myself to do it. And then it was getting like we had eaten all our food and everything and then... It was getting towards the end of brunch and I said to myself, like, I have to do it now or else I don't know if I'm ever going to do it. Like, I was still on that that skydiving high. (laughs) I was like, I've got to, like, catch this momentum and just do it. And I basically, I said to him, there's just one last thing I need to tell you before we go. I said, "Um, I've been dating guys. I was very conscious not to say the word gay because I know people have funny reactions to it. Yep. to that word. And he just paused and looked at me and it was the worst timing because a waitress came. <gasps> Before he had time to respond, a waitress came and she goes, is everything okay? <laughs> and I felt like saying, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if everything's okay. And I just sort of was like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. And then she left and my dad was still like staring at me 
And I was like, I don't know what he's going to do. I have no idea. And I reckon it was about 10 seconds, no joke, of just silence, just him staring. And then I said to him, feel free to say something. Oh. And I was so p- panicked. And then he just like had his just face turned into a little tiny smile. And then he reached out his hand. Oh, my God, I'm going to cry. I'm so <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry. It's Don't fine. apologize. Um, oh, my okay, God. Okay. Uh, I'm all right. Um, he reached out his hand and he said, as long as, long as you're happy. Uh, Fuck yeah. Yeah. Go dad. That's amazing. Oh, my God. That's incredible. So I was very, like, um, relieved and uh, really impressed as well. Really yeah. impressed. Yeah. I mean, such a huge weight would have been lifted on you. You would have been carrying that around with you for so long. For so long, yeah. And I guess all of the potential reactions and possibilities to how that moment could have gone mm. and gone badly yeah. had just been lifted. Yeah. yeah. That's gorgeous. Thank you. That's really <laughs> lovely. Yeah. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. I'm so happy for you. I'm not surprised it makes you so emotional. Thank you so much for sharing that moment with oh, us. Oh, yeah, it's, it's like going to stay with me forever. It's like the m- most, like I've never felt closer to him in my life. Yeah. <sighs> Um, and then the lunch finished and it was funny cause like he went to the bathroom for a bit and then I went to the front counter and the guy that was serving was a guy I had seen on Grindr. <laughs> 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 um, and I almost, I didn't say it, but I almost said to him, I just came out to my dad. I was going to say it and I was like, I don't know him well enough. <laughs> <laughs> Had you actually spoken to him on Grindr or just seen his no, profile? No, I just saw his profile picture That's... of him holding a huge zucchini. <laughs> <laughs> That's... But I was like, it's not the moment for it. It's fine. I, no. I was just like so... Elated. Elated. Yeah. And I just wanted to yell. The adrenaline. It's so much adrenaline. And I feel it now even just retelling this story. Um, and then my dad sent me a text that night, which... Um, Oh God, it's oh. gonna happen again. I'm so sorry. This is the Please. weirdest roller coaster. Me talking about grinder and then me crying again. <laughs> it's so- Please do not apologize. He said he just basically said sent me a text saying, um, I'll always stand by your side. No matter what. And uh yeah. That's, yeah. I, I'm in love with your parents. They're so lovely. They That's are lovely. Incredible. And I also feel so much closer to both of them. Yeah. Because there was always something you want to be as honest as you can with your family. Yeah. And when you can't, it's like you can't fully reveal yourself or show yourself. And I feel like I am who I am now. And I'm so thankful that they embrace that because I know there are families out there who haven't done that. Mm. And um, that's not lost on me. And I, and I totally understand that's, you know, I'm in a very fortunate position. Yeah. And there's a lot of scared kids out there and adults. Totally. Have, I was going to say, and definitely adults. Conversations. Yeah. And it's like, I'm not saying you have to have that conversation, but in my experience, like, that was something that I needed to do for myself. And I was prepared for the other reaction too because I was like, I just wanted to be as real as I can be. Yeah. Yeah. And then I came into work <laughs> later that day and then I re- retold the story and I just bawled my eyes out. And then Maggie from work was lovely enough to buy me. Uh, she called them gay brownies. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's where the gay brownies yeah, come yeah, from. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and that was really special. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, what a gorgeous story. Thank you. Yeah, so I'm just surprised that it makes you so emotional. Yeah, well, I, I was especially surprised because my dad is a very traditional Greek man. Yeah, but... and I was like impressed that he sort of didn't, even though he had said things in the past that would make me think he was, Mm. would be against it. When it's your own child, he had just turned, did a 180. Yeah. And I guess maybe some of those things said are said without really thinking and reacting to the environment you're in and maybe the attitudes that you think you're supposed to have. Yeah. And I think exactly. Yeah. And I think a, a, part of that also is like him trying to fit in with his own culture, with his own family yep. who were saying similar things as well. I know a lot of young Mediterranean 
men and children of Mediterranean immigrants who feel the exact same way have not come out to their parents for similar reasons or even to their friends because they're bi or they're queer or whatever and it's just there's a stigma there and it's or you know it's just like stupid dumb comments and it just makes them feel like you know what I actually don't need to do this like this is another part of my life and I'm just not gonna incorporate that truth of me in this space and it's just so sad. It's sad especially because like homosexuality used to be embraced in Greek culture. Like, and then somewhere <laughs> very along... Very heavily. Very heavily. And then somewhere along the line it got lost. Like, I remember doing research um, at school about this, but there in, like, ancient Greece there was a an army of Greek men and they were called the Sacred, Sacred Band of Thebes and they were made up of 150 gay couples and they were, like, a an army. I'm so like, well, into that. You know, what used happened? to be a thing. <laughs> yeah. Where did it get it's like lost? What happened? I don't know. Yeah, because we think of it as as a very progressive idea to embrace, um, you know, homosexuality and uh, different kinds of sexualities, mm. but it's not really. <laughs> no. It's just something somewhere along the way um, that happened. That negativity happened, and, and I f- yeah, I feel like it's swinging back now the other way. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. Slowly, slowly. I mean, I've never said to my parents, um, I date women. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But would you, would you ever? I don't know. Yeah. Because once again, that is a very, uh, the tradition and culture and especially with religion, because, you know, they're very Catholic, Roman Catholic, that mm. is the barrier that stands in the way. Yes. Yeah. I told my mum that I was dating a woman and then we never spoke about it again. <laughs> what, 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 did you, what did she say? What was her reaction? Uh, see, this is where it gets spicy. I was dating a woman whilst dating my partner and so we had an open relationship so it was a question of like, I'm coming out to my mum as queer but also that my relationship is open and what the hell, like what's an, uh, uh, you know, and what? a wog woman going to think of that? So that's also in itself like uh, modern relationships and I guess like our understanding of what a relationship is is becoming more open and fluid. And, yeah, that's another thing that you have to come back to. Was she about. shocked? Yeah. Yes. What yes. was she most shocked about, the woman or the open relationship? She was most shocked that I'd been holding in uh, this this anxiety about having these feelings for a woman whilst dating my boyfriend and then kind of coming to an arrangement with my boyfriend about potentially seeing this woman. And I think she was very much like, yeah, I think she was just upset that I had had all this trouble and drama in my life. But I don't think my parents are not homophobic. They're just, they're just not really exposed to it. But I'm sure if I actually sat my parents down and told them I was queer, it would be fine. Mm. But it's just more like if I do that, then I'm telling them that I'm in an open relationship. Mm. Whereas, because I'm, I'm not currently dating a woman. So, like, why would I need to tell my dad now yeah, that and, I, I'm attracted to women? And I, I yeah. feel the same way. Um, because I feel like with – I know you're going to say something, Sonia. I'm so sorry. No, no, no. Go I feel on. like with, with, in, yeah. in, with bisexuality mm-hmm. especially, it's like people think it's a choice. Yeah. And I think that it's not, obviously, but I think in certain people's heads it's like, well, you can choose if mm. you like both. Choose the, the traditional option. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but it's hard to explain that it is not a choice like any other type of sexuality is. Yeah. But uh, the thing that sort of can, I don't know, protect you in a way or delay the coming out is that you can also date men. And yeah, you're then, passing, so why would you come out? Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's and, what I've been living off. <laughs> yeah, and that not un- unless I did have a relationship with a woman would I even bring it up. But, I mean, this is coming from me. I'm at a point where I wouldn't even, even introduce a male partner to my parents because yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're just so, like, why would you date different people in your life, you know? Bring someone home and that's who you're going to marry, it's you the know? the first person you make eye contact with. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Always. <laughs> yeah. So your mum identifies as French. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Is she an Australian citizen? Or yeah. Or a French citizen? Oh, okay, cool. Not, not here illegally. <laughs> no, all, it's all I just don't a, know. an elaborate ploy to get my parents <laughs> deported. <laughs> 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 
That's amazing. Yeah, that's what yeah. this whole podcast yeah. is about. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> um, my mum's an Italian citizen and she's never wanted to become an Australian citizen until her last, after her last trip to Italy. It was interesting. I feel like it was kind of she went over there and was kind of like, oh, yeah, maybe she felt like she belonged more here. Yeah, right. And then she finally wanted to become an Australian citizen. We did all the paperwork, started doing the paperwork on the Australian side and then saw that we needed some information from Italy and um, was trying to look on websites and we're like, oh, trying to deal with Italian bureaucracy. And she's like, ah, oh, just forget it. <laughs> just stay Italian. I heard it's really tough. Um, yeah. I've been really trying tough. to get my Italian passport for literally, and this is no exaggeration, six years are you? Do you? Can you get a passport? From I have country? my French. Oh, that's I have awesome. my French passport, yep. but oh. my mum spent so long trying to get it; it was right. a nightmare. Okay. And then my, I want. I think my dad can't remember if he filed one, if he like tried to get one for me, and so there's, there's so much confusion around it now because I know, like, if you have your passport and you go to Greece, there are rumours that you might have to join the army. And oh. the only way out of it is if you pay them like twenty. If you grand. have a Greek passport, yeah. If you have a Greek oh. passport and you're under the age of like thirty-five or something, yeah. Then they'll force you to do two years of army, two years of army training. Right. Oh my so god! Really Could you wanted... imagine if your life just took a crazy turn? <laughs> <laughs> well, the way my life. Well, you been wanted going, to meet more men. Well, I want to go. I want to go. <laughs> but I can't even speak the language. I wouldn't even know if they were trying to flirt with me. <laughs> 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 but I want to go to Mykonos. It's like a it's like a gay hub. Yeah, I can't even go. Yeah. <laughs> so your parents are obviously very cool emotionally. Yay for them mm-hmm. for being like very chill about you coming out. Amazing. How did you, you go about falling into a creative industry? Were they very uh, strict on you about finding the right career and like a very because I know that me and Sonia have both spoken about our parents being supportive, but also like. <laughs> what are you going to do with your life? Make money. And we're like, lol, we're artists. Well, I was always like guilted. Like my dad was always like, you don't know what we sacrificed for you to like (laughs) get a good education. Like you're going to get a good job. No matter what you do, you're going to like work in the corporate world in some capacity. And like, I remember being in, um, like being a kid and like my, my brother and sister were in like year 12 or whatever. And my dad bought a whiteboard for the kitchen and he would map out their career paths it sounds crazy, I know. That's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. And then he was also breaking down how much he was predicting they would get in each subject. He'd be like, let's just say, you know, to be safe, you, you get at least 43 in English. And, like, every wow. subject he aimed with, he had high expectations for all of us. And even I remember, like, being little, he wanted the best, best for us. So let me yeah. make that very clear, even yeah. though it sounds really messed up. <laughs> and it definitely is messed up. But he had good intentions. Yeah, I know. It just sounds strict. I wouldn't say it's messed very, up. It's yeah, just very strict. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and when I was small, like, he would, like, not – he would let me watch Saturday Disney, but he was very against it. The only things he would, like, call me in the lounge room to watch were, like, prodigy children playing the piano. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, that was always, like – it was always me watching documentaries of prodigy children. So I grew up, like, trying to achieve, 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 achieve. So I knew that, like, whatever I did, I would do well at just with that sort of work ethic. Except for Greek school. Except for Greek <laughs> school where I failed so bad. Oh, but you were such a good dancer. I'm such yeah. a good dancer. I think that was the gay part of me coming out. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so when I, I wanted to be a television writer, but I didn't even think I'd, I didn't even know where to start. I didn't even think it was, like, a great... Possible? Yeah, like mm. like a possible, even like a, a smart career choice. I didn't know what I was doing. So I sort of transitioned. Oh, in year 12, like as I was deciding what to do, Oprah Winfrey came out to Melbourne. So I <laughs> caught the bus at like 6 a.m. <laughs> to go to Federation Square Amazing. to watch her. Wait, so you didn't come out to your parents that day when no. you went to Oprah and at 6 a.m.? I bought like a red velvet hat and a huge <laughs> balloon in the shape of an O. And I went down to Fed Square front row and I was just, she came out, I was... So enamoured. I mean, I've always been enamoured enamored by her. Um, and so after that day, I thought I want to do journalism. Like, it's amazing. You know, I could be the Aussie Oprah. <laughs> 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 and 
And so I, I told my parents that I wanted to do journalism and my dad cracked it. Wow. He basically goes, that's not a career that you're going to be able to survive in. How are you going to support a family on a journalist's wage? And I was so sad. I was like, well, I don't know. I, like I have no idea what to do. Up until this point, what did you think you were going to do? Had you kind of like hinted at another kind of career choice or was this just like maybe the first time that you'd said, hey, I think this is what I want to do? It was the first time. Okay. Yeah, it was the first time. He's an accountant, so he wanted me. My sister's an accountant as well, so she took up after him. He wanted me to do that too. I was never – I made it clear like a while ago that that was never an interest for me. Um, but I think he still hoped that I would do something corporate. So when I said journalism, he was he lo- he lost it. Um, and then – and then, like, a week later, he came around. He's like, all right, fine, do it. See how you if you like it or not. Yeah. And so I went to Monash University for, like, three days. <laughs> and I hated it. <laughs> After fighting so hard to do journalism, oh, I no. hated it so much. Um, and then I woke up, like, three in the morning and I, like, told my family. I was like, I can't do journalism <gasps> anymore. And then I did television and film at Swinburne. Yeah. And, like, I feel like I broke my dad down slowly. <laughs> I was like, like, I started with, like, journalism and then I went to TV and film. Like, so, yeah. yeah. I, like, sort of got him used to the idea of something not as traditional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. And it's like, well, you might not like me doing TV and film, but isn't dropping out of a degree worse than that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. At least I'm doing something, yeah. you know. But it, it is interesting that his first kind of go-to is, well, how are you going to support a family uh, on that degree and for I don't know how you feel but yeah. for me it's kind of like well I don't think I need to support a f- mm. like that's your yeah. idea of that's my exactly future right. yeah and you know in his mind obviously he was thinking a wife yes. and children yes whereas a, a housewife is going to stay at home yeah cook and clean yeah um yeah, he definitely did think that. Whereas you're probably going to marry some hot rich guy that's the plan <laughs> I'm going to marry some like Hollywood exec, and I'll and I'll just be cooking and cleaning at home. Yeah, <laughs> Why am I even pursuing a career? <laughs> exactly. Well, we yeah. focused a lot on your we Greek can... side. Yeah. Did you ever feel any kind of like backlash or culture clash from the French side? Do you think like uh, your mum's family was traditional in any way and was really trying to push that kind of? No. No, that's, your Italian. I think it's interesting actually to talk about the fact that my mum's culture was very right. muddied, so she didn't really come with a clear culture. Yeah. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's definitely stuff in France that was weird and interesting, but that didn't necessarily inform how she raised us kids or anything. Yeah. So mo- most of the cultural aspects of your life that you were involved in growing up were Greek. Absolutely. Like 95%. Yeah. So did you, were there any French or Italian traditions that you were involved in or um, identified with? Uh, yeah. No. no, and it sort of makes me a bit sad because I kind of wish there was that that yeah. side as well. I guess because my mum, my mum's culture was a bit muddied from the Italian and the French, yep. and like she still struggles today with where she belongs. Yeah. Um. So I don't. Yeah, I kind of wish there was a bit of like French culture that, uh, like, I was raised with a bit of French culture, but I I just wasn't like the Greek was very. <laughs> Very, um, very strong. Very strong. Well, yes. I mean, I guess your dad had his clear lineage. His Greek, Greek siblings, Greek everyone who came before him. Was there any drama that your dad didn't marry a Greek girl? Uh, yes, I think there was. Yeah, there was initially, but then um, it was. So my mum met my dad through a friend of hers, and then, but my mum wasn't interested. And then my dad was very interested in my mum. And so he was like sort of half stalk stalking her. <laughs> I say half stalking because it half wasn't stalk. like. Sinister. T- it wasn't sinister, but today it'd be questionable. Right. Oh, God, <laughs> Times have changed. Tell. Times have changed. No, well, she just, she went, she was in the audience for the Don Lane show um, back in the day. Um, which is like a talk show by an American guy in Australia. It was like a popular talk yeah. show. Um and my dad knew that she was going to be there. So my dad went to the audience as well the same night and he brought his mum along mm. to scout her out, to be like, do you approve of this lady? And my mum told me, I asked my mum about it last night. She goes, she remembers him being there and she looked at him and he had like holes in his pants and his pants were too short oh. and she was just like not interested at all. 
But my yaya liked my mum a lot. Yeah. Um, so did she comment on the fact that this dude who was like kind of trying to schmooze her uh, brought his mum along? Because at first I was going to be like, oh, that's romantic. He was going to like sit in the audience and be like, oh, fancy running into you. But then he's like, hey, this is my mum. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely strange. Definitely strange. I think my mum knew that was just like the Greek in him being like a little bit of a mummy's boy. boy. Yeah, he mm-hmm. just wanted his mum's approval. Um, and she approved and then I think he pursued harder and they ended up, my mum ended up being like, yeah, okay. <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, no, she was, she, she was very, she fell, she fell in love fell with in him love. Yeah. and, um, she learned to love his She learned to love his holes <laughs> and his short pants. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, they, they did, they, they were in love. Yes. Well, that doesn't sound like there was a big issue that she wasn't Greek then. That's pretty... No, I think the extended family was a bit like you, you should meet a Greek girl. Yeah. Um, but I think because my dad was so interested, they sort of let it go, I think. Mm. Um, but, yeah, and, and now, like, for me and my siblings, my parents obviously don't care, but still the extended family is still very traditional. Mm. They're like, when are you going to meet a nice Greek girl? It's like, well, there's two things I should tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, David. Thanks it's for having been, me. No worries. And sharing your cultural stories and um, your coming out story. It's been such a funny episode, such a fun episode, and also such an emotional such episode. Such a sweet episode, you cutie. That was great. Yeah. I hope I didn't ruin the equipment with my tears. <laughs> <laughs> you absolutely did not. But um, can you leave a bit of cash at the end? Yes, I will. <laughs> to pay for it. No, um, not necessary. Thank you for joining us uh there is one thing i learned uh in greek how to say yeah uh goodbye i know how to say that yeah Oppa. <laughs> <laughs> nailed it uh thank you for listening listeners we uh have come to the end of our first ever season of who the bloody hell are we Woo! yeah we will be taking a break but we'll be back in a few weeks with more amazing guests Thank you, sweet listeners. If you have enjoyed this episode or any of the episodes in our season, please rate and subscribe on your podcasting app. And tell your friends and fam, especially your nonna. Thanks for listening to Who the Bloody Hell Are We? Audio production and original music is by Andre Christodoulou. Search for us on Facebook for more information about our guests, fun content, and to keep the conversation going. 